Shall we begin? This is Jackie Smith, and you are listening to Keep It Magic Radio with myself and my co-host Storm Sestivani. Spend a little time with us in the next hour to charge up your week, find new approaches to the same old issues, and smile at the ridiculousness of life. Storm and I push the spiritual status quo, and we challenge you to step outside of your comfort zone to help you take your magic to the next level. Keep It Magic Radio is sponsored by Coventry Creations, where no matter what your problem, money, love, protection, maybe a bit of motivation, we have a candle for that. Now open your mind and get ready to expand your life with Storm and Jackie. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Keep It Magic. I'm Storm Sestavani, and I am here, of course, with the hostess of the mostest, Miss Jackie Smith. Um, and these, this is the first of our April episodes of uh, Keep It Magic. Jackie and I do want to to make an apology. Jackie and I, both of us, uh, have a lot of different things that are going on right now. Jackie, in regards to her business, and um, myself, in regards to some personal concerns. Um, not anything dealing with me, by the way. I'm fine and peachy. And I'm taking my medication, so nobody needs to worry or say anything. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, you know, we have personal issues that come up with people that are around us, and we have to uh, ultimately deal with them. So, um, Jackie and I just want to say that, you know, because of these particular issues, if we go for a while without doing an episode, we apologize in advance. Um, we're putting them out as fast as we possibly can, so kind of be patient with us um, through Season 6. You know, both of us have had uh, Pluto and Uranus um, hitting our ascendants. Both of us have Libra rising. Um, and um, as a result of it, that there's just a lot of, you know, um, amputating the old Jackie and, you know, having to embrace the new. And both of us are very earthy creatures. That's not the easiest thing for us to do. Um, That's so uh, interesting. We have to talk a little bit more about <laughs> I'm not kidding. And, um, you know, but, you know, one of the things that uh, as spiritual people, I think that Jackie and I are um, kind of uh, – you know, cognizant about is that, you know, we do this show um, for you guys, and if we're not going to be able to do our 100% best, best um, I'm going to need to call Beth, by the way, let me write that down, um, <laughs> since she slipped out of my mouth, um, uh, but, uh, but you know, we're just, you know, not going to give you guys a, a, a half-done project, so just kind of be aware of that um, through this process. Otherwise, how have you been doing, Jackie? Honest to goodness, I have not been healthy, which is one of the reasons why we, we had to um, yeah. pause on the March show. I got the, um, that upper respiratory flu, blah, 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 mm-hmm. that um, um, a lot of people suffered with. And it's a very serious thing. I mean, it was, I know so many people who were out for weeks. It has been lingering. Mm-hmm. It started um, late February. And I was down for a good two and a half, three weeks hard, just not feeling good, just really trying to push through my day. Um, got feeling better and then, um, and then you know, did another appearance. I was in Omaha mm-hmm. at the Conjure Shop, and on my way home got sick all over again. Upper respiratory is not anything to mess with. Um, uh, I've had, um, oh, well, you remember a few years ago I had right. bronchitis. For like um, two months. For like two months. And, uh, y- you know, the um, at the time I was doing a, a collaboration show with a bunch of 
co-hosts, and you remember, Jackie, everybody was telling me, why don't you just take a day off, just rest your throat for one day? Right. I completely lost it. I mean, um, uh, and it was sucking on lemon and sucking on honey for three hours and not saying a word to do a uh, two-hour radio show um, right. and then not yeah. being able to do anything afterwards, you know. So, yeah, upper respiratory infections are not anything to mess with. No, and, and so I've um, slowed everything down. Um, in my life, uh, so I can get better. And even um, um, I said, okay, there's a few more people wanted to schedule appearances, and I'm like, not until I'm solid am I going to schedule any more appearances, no matter what month they're for. Yeah. I have a few, like I have one in, in June coming up, going back to Omaha to Next Millennium, and then in July I'm going to be out in, in California um, with Serpent's Kiss and, and Moonstone, um, which I'm super excited about, both of those. So I need to be healthy for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, now, uh, just so that people know, when you go and you do these appear- appearances, um, what do they entail, which sucks all this energy out of you? Um, the way I had been doing them in the past is I will um, I will travel early, like on a Thursday or Friday, get there, do an appearance that night, usually a meet and greet of some type. Um, the next morning I, I go back, I do a series of readings, do a class in the evening, um, do that again for another day or two, um, and either potentially do one more class or go home. So typically, um, and I make sure I top it out at this, typically I work about 40 hours in a weekend um, when I'm doing an appearance. So that's what I had done in the past. So this time around, going to do it a little different. And that's not including all of, uh, of, of the schmoozing and all of the um, uh, stuff that you have to do, um, uh, you know, in regards to promoting your company as well as your product lines. Well, so um, when, I well. Do, when I do an appearance, um, I don't realize how much I work on the weekend, mm-hmm. so I have to get, um, you know, it's just a little bit here and there. Excuse me. So I work the first three to four days of the month, I work about 40 hours. Yeah. And then um, I have that downtime, which is that travel time, which is, I don't know about you, but travel is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, and Why do you think I became an agoraphobic? <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, um, then when I get back, I usually have to pack in another 40 hours right behind me getting back. So when I do an appearance, I'll be working, um, you know, like 120 hours over two weeks. It, it, it's very rough, especially with with uh, earth, extremely earthy people. And what I mean by that is that you have a lot of stuff that are in earth-based signs, which would be Taurus, Capricorn, or Virgo. Um, and everybody knows that Jackie has seven planets and debris in Virgo. <laughs> um, and I have, you know, a grand earth trine in uh, Capricorn, Taurus, and Virgo. Um, so uh, it is, you know, because, and the reason being, and this is what, what a lot of people, especially if you are not earth-centered, um, uh, and especially the fire signs have, a, you know, if somebody is really fiery, um, uh, they have a real difficult time with this because earth-centered people based ev- base everything, their entire way that they view life, Jackie, is really based on what is done and what is accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you take that away from them, they feel insane. Right. Right. And and I, you know, I I love traveling. I've I've been doing this for on and off um, for the past 
10 years. Mm-hmm. And I do love going to stores and seeing people and stuff. I it, My life is very different now than it was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm not complaining about all of it. I'm grateful and I'm And honored. the bones don't move as well. <laughs> well, yeah, they're set. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really um, I'm I'm just so humbled that people want me to come out to their place and, and talk to people and do readings. Um, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It feeds my soul in a big way. And my my businesses now versus 10 years ago are much more dynamic. Yeah, definitely. And so I've taken on different roles in my businesses, um, more of a marketing role, um, more of a mentoring role, leadership, which leadership takes a lot more time and energy than um, – than uh than just being a boss. Being a boss, you go do that. Go over there, do that. What's wrong with you? The leadership, you say, all right, what's the next step for us to do? What's our best option? How do you feel about that? You know, what do you what are you doing with that? How do I get to get the best out of you? And it just takes a lot more energy and effort. And there's so much that you have to more that you have to do in 2017 in regards to keeping a business viable than what was um, done in 2007. Um, yeah. Uh, to make a business viable. Um, and, and I start and I keep doing new things and new businesses. So yeah. Um, you know, the Candlewick Shop is doing, which is my retail location. It's doing better and better, and it's growing. And so um, to keep it growing to this place, this sustainable place that it's in, and then I want it to thrive, too. There's a lot of effort. You know, it's interesting. Um, people come to me all the time, and I, I don't know how many, I'm a broken record with this. They say, hey, I want to do a business, or I want to get into this, or I want to do these things. And I'm like, great. Um, and just so you know, it's, this is the effort it's going to take, not to scare you, just to say, are you ready for it? Uh-huh. If you're not ready to um, put in this effort, um, you're going to be disappointed with the result. Uh-huh. And and it means not giving up. It means failing over and over again and and still trying it some more. Well, you, you, know, you know, I've had, of course, the experience of um, many intuitives and astrologers that have come to me over the years um, because I have a, a thriving private practice. And what you do, sir. You know, and when... Um, when I try to help them with that, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, you can hear after 10 minutes into the conversation, Jackie, that this is beyond the scope of what it is that they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is the difference in the psychic industry or the astrology industry of having a five-digit business or having a six. Correct. Um, and they, you know, they don't realize, you know, that my day exists around... Um, uh, uh, conversing with customers, and that may not even be readings. You know, it, it you know it is just follow up with customers. Um, uh, you know, creating new content, um, creating new things for people to look at, um, repurposing old content to make it fresh. Um, uh, you know, having to be cognizant of what is going up on in the sky on a day to day basis. Right. What sign is that? What signs are those affecting? And um, how do I utilize that? To to um, 
to provide the best possible product that I can for my particular clients. And it is, you know, it's not just, and I think that this is where people get shocked, and I'm sure that you experience the same thing. It is not just I, you know, sit on the phone and do readings all day. Um, uh, uh, you know, I do a lot of them, but there's also a lot of in-between stuff that has to be done in order to make a business thrive. And I think that people don't, they, they don't see that, and when they start to see that, Jackie, they're like, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> no, you know when they when they they look at the fact that you know running a successful private practice is a sixteen hour a day job, not a six. Um, you know, then it becomes a little bit difficult. Well, it it's funny um, that just yeah, the the amount of effort and stuff it, it you have to put in there, but that's there's um there's a uh, mental process. Yeah. Um that that uh um is 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 huge. I'm you I'm always learning. Mhm. And um and that and right now I have three books on leadership going. Yeah. Um and uh, now granted I have three books on leadership going cuz one I'm in a, a book group about it. Two is one specifically to deal with the challenges I'm experiencing here at Coventry, and the third one is because I want to be a better coach. Uh-huh. So there's different reasons for different books. So it, it's just pretty funny. Um, but um, as a in, mag, in the magical world, I'm always looking at what's different, what's next, what what is what a missing ingredient. If a client comes to me with a challenge, I am um, I'm immediately. Uh, um, researching it, looking at it, finding an expert, talking to people, learning a new thing. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so that's that's what it takes. And um, my friend Michelle, who has a store in Canada, her and I talk about it, and she's like, "What did I get into?" And then she turns around and says, "Okay, I'm going to do this. It's great. It's so much fun." Um, she she feeds me a lot of energy, and I feed her a lot of energy too. So it's really fun to have someone to um, compare notes. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Patty and I compare notes all the time, although, you know, for 25 years now we've been breathing each other's air, so we might have issues with each other by this time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but it's, yeah, it, the, the journey's, I'm, you know, I'm an extrovert, so the journey is always more fun for me with other people. Yeah. Um, and that's why I love doing appearances, because I love, um, you know, people laugh because they say, well, Jackie's going to make us cry again. I'm like, yep, that's my job. Because for me that says that um, I broke through. We, I mean, we all walk around with these huge walls or um, protections, layers of protection. Because uh-huh. um, what, what's on the inside, what we're protecting and hiding on the inside, that soft, mushy center, um, is, is scary. It's, and it's not scary to the rest of the world. It's scary to us. Uh-huh. I mean, when when you and I were having our own different crises and we're sharing vulnerably, vulnerably is that a, that's a new word yeah. now, with each other, um, and you know, I was like, oh, storm, that's nothing. You're like, no, you don't understand. Yeah. It's my soft center. And then I did the same thing back with you. And, yeah. And when I could say, but you don't understand. And you're like, yeah, I do. <laughs> sit down. Sit down. My favorite conversations are when I say, you know what, Jackie, I've been through that. It really was that bad at the end of the day. <laughs> it was horrible when it was going on, but, you know, it really wasn't that bad. 
well, when you get on the other side, you're like, oh, oh, hey. <laughs> it's like, you know, when you're done with a tattoo, you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> I'm not going there. but um. <laughs> I did get a new tattoo when I was in Omaha. You did? Um, yes. Um, Do you have even space on your body? Oh, I got lots of space. Oh, honey, I'm a plus-size woman. I got lots of space. <laughs> so, um, Jana, she owns um, um, Liquid Courage and uh, Sailor's Grave tattoo shops out in out in uh, Omaha, and um, knew I was going to see her. So, I said, okay, I want to. And she's one of my favorite artists. I'm my, I'm all about the artist. Um, and so, um. The um, I had her do three crowns: the crown of success, the crown of glory, and the crown of sovereignty uh-huh. as a tattoo, to remind me that um, that I'm the only one standing in my way. Uh-huh. You know, it's the crown of sovereignty is all about pushing through those different blocks. It's, it's very much like self-actualizing and finding your divine self. Yeah. So that that's I just love and and um. Orion Fox would introduce me to the crown of sovereignty idea, and and I have not stopped thinking about it since. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's a pretty interesting, um, you know, coming to the realization that you're responsible for all of the choices and all of the particular actions that you take in regards to your life, um, regardless of what the circumstances are around you, um, is a moment of uh, of great humility, um, as well as an awakening um, on, on many different levels. And uh, I, I think it's something that we, we don't do enough of. I think that we have an innate tendency to want to look at our particular choices being guided via X, Y, and Z. Um, and, you know, if, if those choices are successful, we're ooh-rah-rah with, the, with the, the cheerleading pom-poms and look what I did and, you know, we become very egocentric and, you know, I'm the master of my own universe and, you, you know, um, everything around me smells like flowers and daisies. And then when it doesn't work, we have a tendency to go, well, you know, that was because of X, Y, Z. Um, and it, it, it is a, sovereignty, I, I, I think, is a large issue um, in regards to realizing that even if it is because of X, Y, Z, that mm-hmm. you being responsible for your choices and your particular actions, that doesn't mean that they're bad. I think that we categorize things too much in bad and good and, and, and try to base our particular experiences on whatever good feeling that we're going to get out of it. Um, and I think that you can, to a particular, to, to a particular extent, extent, excuse me, um, guide yourself through that, Jackie. But on the other side of that, you know, we have a tendency not to value the difficult experiences that are going on in our life. And um, as a result of it, it locks off or blocks any chance for growth or future success as as a result of that. I believe all of my, my successes, Jackie, are a result of 15 failures. Yes. We don't grow. Yeah. We don't grow from success. Success is the reward for all the growth that we experience. Yes. We grow from, from the failures. We grow from the pain. 
And and um, one of the books that I'm reading is called um, Heroic Leadership. It's about um, the Jesuit leadership program. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, me. I'm see. I'm reading about Jesuits, um, the rebels of the Catholic system. Um, <laughs> but what's interesting is that one of the first things they have um they have like eight pages of of rules and and measurements and stipulations of becoming a Jesuit, uh-huh. but they only have like one page of of rules and stuff when you once you become a Jesuit. So their whole it's all measuring them before they show up, getting the the cream of the crop. But the biggest thing of, of the whole process is self realization. Uh-huh. Self um self no, I'm sorry, self awareness. That's the number one tenet is is being self aware. And it's that self-awareness, which is very, it's very scary. You have, self-awareness involves courage. Mm-hmm. Don't you think self-awareness involves courage? I, I, I do. Uh, you know, Again, because of the fact that it makes you take responsibility for yourself and, and your own actions. I don't think it's too courageous to say, I made my decision based upon X, Y, Z, and the reason why I'm in the position I am isn't because of my decision. It's because of X, Y, Z. No, it's because of your decision. And uh, there are, you know, and you can take that even to a a basic point, okay? If you have um, a woman who decides that what it is that she wants to do is that she wants to start her own business, Mm -hmm. okay, Um, and that this business is going to require 60 to 70 hours a week of her particular life, okay? And then she started. starts her, she, to, to get started, yeah. Then she starts her particular business, and two years down the road, you know, she has a falling out with her husband, mm-hmm. um, and the relationship, you know, is headed for divorce. Um, uh, you know, there is a ten tendency to, like, blame everything else around us. You know, my husband wasn't understanding enough. Um, uh, you know, he, You know, he didn't feel that, you know, uh, he didn't understand how important that this was to me. Um, and it's very difficult when, when I, and I work with this more in coaching than I do in my intuitive business, but um, uh, in coaching, I will ask some very poignant questions. Were you valuing your marriage when you made your decision about your business? Right. You know, and they'll say, well, you know, the business is what I want to – that's not the answer. You know, the answer is, were you valuing your marriage at that point? And they would say, you know, eventually you will get them to to be self-aware and say, well, you know what, I really wasn't. I was really interested in this, and it was exciting to me, and, I, you know, my my marriage was on page 14 rather than page 1. Yeah. And, and then they're in this situation, and they're like um, now wanting to point the blame. Things can begin to change around when you take a mirror and put it in front of your face and then look at the reality rather than the blame, period. Right. Um and self-awareness is that important, and and that's why the Jesuits, and really any form of high-level um, spirituality. Once you get that, you know, you make a choice to do something hardcore, Jackie. Um, it, most uh, spiritual systems require that self-awareness. Kabbalah does, Buddhism does, um, um, certain forms of, of Catholicism do. Hell, they probably may all do, but you know. Well. I, I just this um, hard work. We value the um, we value the instant expert, but that's not sustainable. Um, yeah. You know, we we think you know this this 
growth beyond belief is as fast fast growth is what we want we want to be a millionaire in a year um and to be honest with you that's that's not sustainable and that that is actually more work and more pain than than taking the journey to grow it purposefully yeah, I found it very, very interesting, and, and, and you're going to laugh about this because you know who Derek Halpern is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Derek uh, is doing a new challenge in one of his videos, or he did a Facebook video, and he was talking about um, people you know, looking at him now and thinking that he became an overnight success. And he laughs because he started his business in 2009. Yeah, you, you know that, which was eight years ago. You know what I mean? Right. The, uh, I, and, and and people look at it um, from from that particular level, and it, and it's where, uh, if you could for me, just define for me what you mean by instant expert, and, and define for the audience what you mean by that word. Um, that instant success, or that instant expert, that you can read a book, you can do it once, and you are now at an expert level. And um, and it really it doesn't work that way. You can be unnatural with it. Uh-huh. You can be um, um, you can be really good at it. You've found your calling, but there's something that happens after you've done this for five years or eight years or twenty years. Yeah. That um, you you um. You really know your business after that. Yeah. You've been through failures. Um, we we are really excited about that that millionaire in the first year, the the young millionaire, the the twelve year old kid that caught on the million dollar idea. Well, the twelve year old kid that caught on the million dollar idea had a parent who knew how to market it. Yeah. You know? That that eighteen year old who started the computer business in his garage. Um, you know, and and. Etc. He's going to fail hard yeah. um, pretty soon after the success because we don't know how to sustain it. We don't know how to repeat it. And you, we can look at these particular circumstances. I mean, an example of the dark side of this is if you look at um, the bulk of the child stars from the 80s. Yeah. All of the problems that they had um, down from drugs to bank robbery, I mean, as a result of it. Or, or flipping the pendulum to the other side. And becoming born again. Yes. I mean, um, there's there, there's very little balance. Yeah, the the only child star I think from the '80s that I see that has done it really really well, um, and it may be because of the fact that she was so screwed up as a child that she had no choice but to ultimately do it really well is probably Drew Barrymore. Um, well, but she was really screwed up, like you yeah, said, and really and, screwed up. Yeah. So so that was that was crazy. She could only go up. <laughs> so, but but you know, here's something that that is very much akin to the magical part of it is that you know, in, in the conjure world, <coughs> you you have a deep need, and and that those fears, those needs, that that desperation feeds your spell, and you do your work, and you find immediate results. Mm-hmm. And and then we think, oh, this is it. I got this. Well, then when you go to do this, or, or whether it's in the conjure world or the regular magical world, then you go to do it a second time with a similar expectation. But what you've done is you've, you know it will work like this. You know that if you, oh, my gosh, you need to make rent and you just got a money draw candle and you're going to light it and the money shows up, 
And then next month, if you need to make rent again, uh-huh. what you've done is you've created um, that energetic barrier. You don't have you don't have the same level of desperation because you assume that this is going to work. Uh-huh. So you're not feeding it in the same way, and you think, oh, I'm just I'm an expert now. I can do this, rather than saying, okay, there's there's some pain. I need to resolve this pain. And okay, what do I do to to maintain that? And that's where you know that's where the real magic is. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. And um, uh, you know, a lot of people will uh, you, you know, especially with magic. Um, and you're right in regards to stating that there's not the desperation level. Um, if what you know that you can go to is X, Y, Z, and it's going to get you X, Y, Z, or, or uh, an ABC result, okay, um, uh, there is a tendency to fall into the complacency of expecting that X, Y, Z is going to give you the ABC result. And as a result of that complacency, there's not real in, really any form of opportunity to grow, okay? And I think that even magically, you only get so many get out of jail free cards. Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, the psyche, which is probably the most powerful magic component that there is, okay, um, is going to say you need to grow. So, therefore, you may need to go through this particular type of an experience. And, you know, um, in, uh, Jackie, how often do you see that people that are not really thinking out their magic, and this is definitely something I want to explore, um, thinking out their magic are, you know, expecting particular results and then become either agitated or disenchanted when they don't get the result that they want? They think they've done something wrong. They think that this candle didn't work or this oil didn't work. And absolutely, um, and really, what it is is it is that thing that says you've already gone this road, and now you need to to go deeper. You've yeah. already cleared this this brush in this part of this um, forest of your psyche. You need to go to a different part because magic is healing. Yeah, you you're you're healing this a little bit at a time. Piers Anthony, who's a sci-fi writer, he has uh-huh. his Adept series, and I've talked about it a couple of times. It's so much fun. And he always, in his Adept series, the rule was you can never cast the same spell twice. It always has to be different. So they're trading spells and stuff. Uh-huh. So um, um, I, I read that, and I'm like, that's okay. All right, this is sci-fi. But then as I got through life and I working magic, I said, it's true. I'm not going to light, if I continue to light the same prosperity candle or the same love candle or the same spiritual cleansing candle to help me lose weight every week, I'm not dealing with anything new. Now, now I've got to take a different tact with it. I'm, I have that same prosperity candle burning, and what oil do I have on it? What intent did I put with it? What work am I doing on it? Um, and maybe what I'm doing is I'm, I'm burning a prosperity candle um, for a protection issue, yeah, to um, shore up, to bring in more courage, or bring be more prosperous in the energy I need to to protect myself, or maybe I'm um, burning a, a stability candle for a money issue, or again on and on and on. I mean, how m- I can't tell you how many times I've ended up lighting a healing candle for a prosperity issue so I can figure out what's broken. What do I need to heal around this? 
I also have it, and, and this is just from my astrological knowledge. If I'm working magically on something, um, sooner or later, I tend to go to either the opposite planet or the opposite element. Um, and what I mean by that is that if I'm working through Saturn issues, for example, um, fears, um, limitations, um, uh, uh, you know, feeling stuck, those are very Saturnian-based issues. Um, oftentimes what I will do is go to the opposite planet, which is Jupiter, um, which is um, foresight and um, expansion and uh, inward growth and um, uh, uh, understanding in order to counteract whatever the particular experience that I have. Um, now, I, thankfully, I don't have any prosperity issues. Um, uh, but one of the things that I do have to do um, Jackie, is I have to be very cognizant of keeping myself balanced. So I will add in that Saturn. In other words, um, stability, self-esteem, um, uh, candles that are more earthy in nature, mm -hmm. um, in order to counteract the natural Jupiterian stuff that I have floating through the universe anyways. Um, uh, and, and it, but that's about being self-aware. You know, it's, it's about, you know, we would all love to be these, uh, you know, energetic and um, uh, and fly off the seat of our pants and be extremely lucky, okay? It comes at a very, very huge price, okay? And oftentimes you have to take a little bit of the cost medicine to make the, uh, the cost go away. Um, and that cost medicine may not necessarily taste good. True. So the opposite of the earth would be the fiery energy. Um, yeah. Um, opposite of um, fire, of course, would be earth. Opposite of water, of course, would be air. Okay? In other words, rather than being stuck in your emotions, you need to think things out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in other words, you know, we can very much get caught up in our emotional experience where we begin to start to do things in a extremely reactive um, emotional survivalistic way, okay? And the counteraction for that is, um, you know, really looking at what we're doing, um, really thinking things out, developing some form of strategy or developing some form of plan. The opposite of that, okay, is sometimes we can get very, very caught up in our thoughts and our ideas and our um, imagination and our um, insights into, thing, into things, and sometimes you just need to do it organically, and that's mm -hmm. water. You know, I was just thinking, as to be honest with you, when um, I have all these very, really earthy signs, because yeah. it's the earth sign, and that would make it an earthy sign. So I have all these earth signs that, that are riddled in my chart. And I find that um, I don't have any problem getting fiery with stuff, because I have a mm -hmm. ton of push. You also have a Mars and Leo, so. Yeah. <laughs> so what I need what I have very little of in my in my chart is water, and, and that's where I shut it down emotionally. Yeah. Um, and that's where Patty comes in, because she's all water in her chart. Yeah. But um, I have to deal with the emotions behind things, or I will absolutely get stuck. I can't burn through it, because my emotions will shut it down. Correct. And, um, and it just makes steam. If you try to burn through something, it's just going to make you angry. Um, right. Uh, um, and then that's going to shut you down. Um, you know, so it is being uh, – oftentimes,
sometimes the key, okay, to a lot of different things is look at what is missing in regards to your life. I have very little water also um, uh, in my chart. Um, you know, I only have Neptune and Scorpio. That's the same with you. Um, uh, uh, so, you know, my, uh, you know, and Neptune is, is scary for me. It's a really scary planet because, you know, it has to do with um, uh, um, not seeing things real clearly and self-deception and uh, all these other things, um, you know, which here is the great irony, which will show you the opposite side. Um, and how the opposite side, if you don't feed it something, Jackie, can definitely take over. Um, uh, you know, if I don't listen to my emotions to an extent and I don't give them any form of meaning, honey, I will be on the rooftop as the Matahari, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because Neptune has taken over. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and that's what people, I think, need to spend a, time, a, a lot of time looking at. You know, if you know your astrology chart, look at which element is the weakest and try to develop a relationship with it. If you don't know your astrology chart, sit down and look at what in your life um, uh, holds value to you and what is the opposite of that. Um, and usually the opposite of that is going to be weak in your charge. Um, it's harder to do that than to look at your chart and go, oh, that makes sense. Really. It is a lot harder. It is um, a lot harder. Actually, on, on Storm Sestavani, don't you have a link? Yeah. You can create your own, you can get your own chart from my website. So, um, And you can find out what element it is that you're the weakest in. Because um, I can trick myself all day long. All day long I can say, oh, no, my emotions are wonderful. I'm very brave and courageous in looking at them. Yeah. I can be. It just doesn't mean that I don't have it just a crap ton um, buried it's very easy for, for example, with us only having Neptune and Scorpio, and there are a lot of people in our, because Jackie and I are two years apart, but within our generational splice, okay, that have just that Neptune and Scorpio, and what we really have to be take, what we really have to be careful of, Jackie, is being swept away in movements. Um, it's very easy for that Neptune to sweep us right away into a movement, and the next thing that we know is, oh my God, you know what is this? Um, uh, you, you know, so we we have we have to do it in constructive sort of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, at the same time, it is very very easy for our generation to get swept into movements. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's part of the essence of who we are. Yeah, um, and then we're suspicious of everything. And then we're suspicious of everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, if you didn't have... Um, we're the generation of X-Files. Thank you very much. But also here is the thing. <laughs> have that and the ability to be swept into movement. A lot of the issues that are important to people right now, whether it is the women's movement or the, um, the climate change movement or, um, uh, uh, you know, the populist movement, movement whatever movement it is, um, if if you didn't have people that were being swept into, uh, up into movements, these issues wouldn't be mainstream. Okay, I have a question for you. Sure. So Neptune is in a sign for how many years? About um, 10 to 13. 10 to 13 years. Okay. Yeah. It would be fascinating to for you to, because I'm telling you, I'm not going to mm-hmm. do it because I don't know this stuff. You do. So here's your next assignment. Storm Sestavani. Okay. Did you choose to accept it? Do a little comparison of the um, 
the generational stuff that you talked about in Neptune. Oh, honey, I've already done all that. Oh, have you? <laughs> yeah, I've already done all that. You know, Neptune in Scorpio, um, which is our generation. That's Gen X? Yeah, that's Gen X. Um, uh, you know, is really concerned about issues that um, uh, that are survival issues. Um, you know, the movement, um, uh, the, the energy is about survival. And it's also those survival issues, Jackie, are what is glamorous to Neptune and Scorpio. You know, it isn't, um, you know, Neptune and Scorpio people are not hopping onto the bandwagon of, um, uh, uh, you know, let's sit down and, and you know, figure out how to, to, to uh, gather heaps of wealth. Okay, they're really not. Um, they're really more concerned about wealth from the particular perspective of you need it to survive. Um, but it comes down to that, not that you need wealth to survive, but finances, money as a means of surviving. Um, uh, uh, the women's movement, which is extremely um, Neptune and Scorpio, okay, um, has a lot to do with survival. Um, uh, being um, equal to everybody else has to do with survival because if we're not, that means we're going to be pushed further down the, the food chain. Um, um, uh, the racial stuff it is um, about survival. Um, you know, so with Scorpio, when when you see the word Scorpio and you see a huge planet like Neptune there, think about um, uh, survival issues, and and Neptune is going to really you know, get you caught up in the movement of it. And it's extremely glamorous. Um, uh, Neptune likes high glamour. Um, you know, and if you look at um, the TV and the shows and stuff like that, you know, what you will often see percolating is two things. Either where Neptune is right now, okay, um, which is Pisces, um, uh, which Neptune in Pisces is really about dredging up everything that hasn't worked in society and dumping it out on the table, okay? Now, here is the difference, Jackie. You and I will look at it from the lens of survival because that's where our Neptune is, okay? Whereas Rebecca, who was born with Neptune in Capricorn, may be looking at it in more of a different way. For Rebecca, it has to do with the pecking order of where she exists within society. Hmm. And that's what's glamorous to her. Interesting, and so all these um, all the, these millennials, Gen Ys, that are so like the Cap, the Sagittarius, Neptune and Sagittarius, and Neptune and Capricorn seem to be that that Gen Gen Y. Um, there's a part of Neptune and Sagittarius that is Gen X still. Um, uh, it has to do True. You know, when Neptune was in in Sagittarius, Jackie. It's when the big, huge, gigantic sci-fi. Um, uh, blockbusters came out, you know, Star Wars, um, V, um, uh, you know, uh, it was sci-fi, sci-fi, Logan's Run, you know, sci-fi mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, uh, and what what is sci-fi really about? What is the undercurrent? What is the message of it? The future fantasy of what the world, is, there's hope for us yet. That, there, that there's hope for us yet, okay. So hope, inspiration is what is glamorous. To Neptune and Sagittarius, um, uh, you know, and if you take it, you can take it a little further past Rebecca's generation, and there's 
still some of them with it. Neptune and Aquarius, Jackie, had to do with, at that particular point, what exploded in the fashion and the television industry was reality TV. Basically, what that says underneath it is that the, the glamour in regards to Neptune in Aquarius had to do that we're all equal. We can all be stars and have our five minutes of, five minutes of fame on some level. Hmm. So there's an equality. It, yeah. it, it, exactly. There's this very equality ideological premise that was faced there. You're always going to view everything through the lens of your own particular chart, and you're going to see that also. So when things start to come up, and you think about movements, Jackie, we're always going to look at things in a Neptune-Scorpio sort of way. Why? Because we have Neptune and Scorpio. Rebecca is always going to look at things in a Neptune-Capricorn sort of way. Why? Because she has Neptune and Capricorn. Um, uh, the, um, you know, and, and that's just uh, the way that it is. Um, so no matter where Neptune is right now, you know, with, with issues in regards to survival and issues in regards to what the collective does to us, which mm-hmm. is basically what Neptune in Pisces is doing at the moment. Um, we're going to look at it from our nep- from our own personal Neptunes. Period. Yeah, true, true. You know, so it it it, it is really important for people to look at things in, in, in that sort of way. And then, um, and then you said earlier, I'm just going to kind of jump sure. the jump the um, subject here with what's going on with Pluto. Reminding us that remind us of what's going on there and and why we're struggling. Pluto is in Capricorn. Now, remember what I said about Capricorn. It has to do with the pecking order of society, where it is that you stand. It also has to do with wealth, Capricorn does. Wealth, not from the perspective of having it, that's a Torian sort of way. Wealth in regards to how that is going to put us in society. Where, which, to, you know, which level are we at? Which class yeah, are we in? Okay. And Capricorn is very concerned about that. Capricorn is very concerned about who are the haves and who are the have-nots. And it's an order, you know, all of the earth signs have an ordering principle about it. In order to have haves, you have to have have have-nots. And Pluto, when it goes through that particular sign, Pluto begins to bring up to the surface all of the poisons and the toxins that are associated in that sign. Lays it out on the table. You know, the one percent. Um, uh, you know, extreme amounts of wealth. Um, uh, and the and the pulling of support from the the poor or the underprivileged. Yes. I mean, we're watching that right now. Yes, this is what it is that we're watching at the moment. Now, here is the thing. Usually, the issues of Pluto in Capricorn will not be resolved or dealt with really until Pluto moves into Aquarius, which is in 2023. Um, uh, so what you're going to have is all of these particular issues that are going to come to the surface. When Pluto was, and this will give you an idea, when the World Trade Center was bombed, okay, in 2001, uh-huh. Pluto was in Sagittarius at the time. Sagittarian has to do with high ideals, religion, um, religious beliefs. Our um, our philosophies um, uh, and Pluto brings up that dark side of it. And Pluto brings up everything. Let's not call it dark. Okay. Everything that is not working okay. in Sagittarius anymore. In other words, um, the East West divide. 
our having an incapable of understand, incapability of understanding what Eastern um, people go through and what their ideals are and why those ideals are valuable to them. Conversely, them also not understanding the West or why certain things are so valuable to them. Mm-hmm. And it is this, uh, you know, in, 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 in many ways, Pluto in, in Sagittarius was about a conflict of civilizations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now those issues really are not being dealt with until now. And here is the thing: there is not anything, there is not any law in the universe that says that we're going to deal with it correctly. That's true. We're just going to bring it out. You, you know, we're going to create laws. I mean, if you take a look at it, Jackie, the whole idea of building a wall to protect our borders is really based upon the fears that rose out while Pluto was in Sagittarius. Um, uh, You know, terrorism, foreign objects, you know, in every manifestation of the word, Um, you you know, uh, all of this stuff that has brought up an enormous amount of xenophobia um, in a uh, a lot of people. Those laws, that organizing structure, Jackie, is starting to occur now. But here is the other, the other side that you have to add to that. You really have to look at all forms of energy as a tapestry, kind of, okay? It will be because of what happens now and how we deal with it, which will ultimately be resolved when Pluto moves into Aquarius, okay, that you begin to see some form of real change begin to start to occur. Because Aquarius has to do with the group, it has to do with um, all of us together, and it has to do with, um, uh, you know, although that there is a me, there is also, you know, whereas we were talking about sovereignty, okay, um, and the importance of it, there also has to be a we. Um, uh, you know, and what is the crown of togetherness? I mean, the you know, that we're all in this fight, as dirty as it is, no matter how much money you have or how little that you have, we all are in this fight of humanity together. We are. Um, you know, I'm thinking about when last year when we did the As the Candle Burns class, mm-hmm. um, you helped me write it, I taught it, um, and we, we used for Pluto as a spiritual cleansing, mm-hmm. bringing out what doesn't work, and then the Capricorn, of course, is at Earth. Yeah. Stability. So if I'm going to, I'm today, I'm lighting those two together. Yeah. Because <clears throat> obviously what some of the stuff was going on, it, which is bringing things up, because I'm having this um, um, upper respiratory issue. Mm-hmm. It's literally bringing things up. I'm coughing. Um, I need to keep clearing that out. The, the it is the clearing that out, and I think that what people also have to look at, and this is where that power of self awareness comes in, Jackie, is that we have to look at the issues that are going on in our lives, whether it be employee problems, whether it be career problems, whether it be love problems, whether it be health problems, what, whatever our experiences that we're having at the moment. And we need to look at, is this an actual, even though that we're this little tiny speck in the Pluto-Capricorn issue, you know, there's about six billion of those little specks, what is this adding to, or how is this affecting me in regards to my personal life, okay? Mm-hmm. It's very, it, and, you know, a lot of people don't want, do not absolutely, Jackie, fundamentally 
want to look at things from that particular perspective. And you can take a look at, you know, people disconnect, they pull back, they cut off, they, um, uh, you know, you know, we talk about how everybody gets excited during a, an election year, and then the day after the election, they all go to sleep again. You know, which this time, you know, this process, you know, this time is a little bit slower. You know, although I do see people starting to snore. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and it's true because I had to. Um, I honestly think this this whole um, Pluto and Capricorn, which is that that pecking order, the have, the haves not, that the bringing. <clears throat> the um, what's broken out of that, um, people are having to face their own self-awareness um, of of how you're a part of this or how um, <clears throat> how other people feel about you. And I think that really exasperated. I mean, I think that was the one of the birthing moments of this viral thing that's going around that people are getting really sick with. Mm-hmm. But the, 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 and because I think I, I'm I'm of the the ilk that yes absolutely I'm going to go to the doctor I'm going to get my drugs and I'm going to look at the spiritual side of it. The the, the other thing you know that I have the, I had a client that is so upset upset about the results of the election and um, you know so upset with 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 Trump and um, I, I told her I said. I think, I think that the only way that real change is going to begin to happen at this particular point is if we really deeply take a look at how we got there and how did we, meaning all of us, mm-hmm. allow this to happen. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I, I'm in agreement with you 100%. You know, Trump in, in and of itself is not really the issue. It's everything <laughs> that Trump represents that is the issue. And how are we participating in Trumpisms in our own lives? Well, nobody likes to think they're... Uh, yeah, nobody wants to... Well, yeah, that's why I said Trumpisms. Right. Well, Trump is just so, so much of an over-the-top, dramatic character that has walked, walked out on the world stage. It's just so distasteful for many people um, that it's very, very hard for them to recognize it. There's also another block of people, Jackie, in the world that thinks that he's talking their language. But we have to look at why. And with that, we're at the end of our show. <laughs> Boy, we, we went through that. I've I got like seven more things I want to talk about. Good thing we got another show. Yeah, we got another show. <laughs> <laughs> the, but, you know, that's really, I, I think that that is the the key, Jackie. Is it, And that's how you work with these outer movements. How are these outer movements personally affecting you? And is this who you want to be as an individual? Well, that's that is the the um, consummate question. Yeah, and and you know what that goes back to is that power of self awareness. Are you able to take the mirror, pick it up, put it in front of your own face, and with vigorous honesty look at how you are making the choices and the decisions in your life, and you're able to sit down with the results. I think that what people should probably spend more time doing before they take a particular action, Jackie, is pull out a sheet of paper and write down um, what are the consequences. Because the moment that you make make a choice, there's this interesting thing about the lover's card. Um, You know, we all love to see it because, you know, we're a romantic-based culture. Um, 
we love to see it when it lands down in a tariff spread. Um, uh, but it means making choices, and it means making decisions. And you may have multiple decisions that you need to make. And if you make choice B rather than choice A or C, that means choice A and C are no longer available to you. Okay. The interesting card that follows the lover's jacket is the chariot, which has a lot to do with conflict. And I think that it particularly has to do with the conflict of making the choices and the decisions that we make. Hmm. Um, and as a result of that, um, you know, having to deal with the consequences of that particular choice and or decision. And I think that that's why it's often rough when it comes up in a tarot spread, because it really means you need to own your own stuff. And um, Jackie, we live in a society and a culture, sorry to say, that really doesn't. <laughs> well, you know, you gave me another pers- new perspective on the chariot card that I hadn't thought about before, which is, which is the, um, it's a conflict. Well, what, what you can do, and this is this will be, you know, and then Jackie and I have to go and uh, do another show. <laughs> <laughs> you can lay down the entire major arcana in front of you, um, starting with the fool and going to the world, and put them in their numerical order, and each one lays upon the next one. Um, yeah, I just I looked at chariot as you've made your choice and now you're running with it. Yeah. Once you make it make that choice, it, you become really empowered and, and energized and go. But so you gave me another. So yes, I've done that. I love doing that. It's it's. Um, I also like. You know. There's the converse. You know, it it can be extremely empowering. Um, due to your empowerment, circumstances and situations may happen in your life as a result of making that choice. And are you able to live with them? That is the truth. And we gotta go. We gotta go. Cruise on over to www.keepitmagic.com. Again, that's www.keepitmagic.com, which is the official website for this show. If you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that problem is, we have a candle for that. So check out the line of candles that are offered by Coventry Creations. A lot of new stuff up there, a lot of new stuff from the Witches' Union, um, a lot of um, really um, uh, good positive tools to use in regards to transforming your life. You can also find Jackie and I pretty much everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, um, uh, you know, our personal websites. Um, Jackie's, of course, is CoventryCreations.com, mine is StormSestavani.com, um, and uh, we hope that you take a, a little bit of time to sit down this month and look at, you know, the, the really positive power of taking responsibility and being aware of what's happening in your in, in your life. And what do they need to do in the meantime, Jackie? They need to keep it magic. Speak life, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. feels perfect other days it just ain't working the good the bad the right the wrong and everything in between it's crazy amazing we can turn our hearts through the words we say mountains crumble with every syllable hope can live or die so speak
watch just fall apart. I do, I don't, I will, I won't. It's like I'm drowning in the deep. Well, it's crazy to imagine words from my lips as the arms of compassion. Mountains crumble with every syllable. Hope you live or die. So speak Perfect. 